السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ بنی الاسلام Jum' together together and dhum to compose together to connect together. Why is a kitab called kitab? And remember that the word kitab is not just used for a book. Okay? It can also refer to a section of a book. A chapter of a book. Like over here. We think that the word kitab should apply to the entire Sahih al-Bukhari. But over here we see that kitab is applying to a particular section of the entire book. Why? Because in a kitab, several themes or several matters or several issues, they are mentioned together. It's a whole section in which several matters are written together that are related to each other. This is why it's called Kitab. So it's sections and chapters on similar topics. They are known as a Kitab. And over here we see Kitabul Iman, the book of Iman. What does Iman literally mean? The literal meaning of Iman, Tasdiq. Tasdiq is what? To affirm the truthfulness of something. And according to the Sharia, what does the word Iman mean? Iman is to do tasdiq of whatever the Messenger ﷺ has brought from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is to affirm, to believe in what? Anything that the Messenger ﷺ has informed us of. Whether it is of the books or the messengers or the Qur'an itself or about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or anything about himself, anything about the Day of Judgment, all of that is a part of Iman. Now if you think about it, Imam Bukhari, he mentions or he writes in his book, Kitabul Wahi first and then Kitabul Iman. Isn't it so? Why do you think Kitabul Wahi comes first and then comes Kitabul Iman? Iman is based on Wahi. Wahi is the foundation of Iman. If you look at the opening verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, that Alladina yu'minuna bil ghaybi. That's mentioned first. Alladina yu'minuna bil ghaybi. Iman and al-ghayb is the first thing. And wahi is a major part of ghayb. You don't see wahi. That we see that there may be many people who believe in, for example, about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or about the angels, or about the day of judgment, about hellfire, about paradise. But they don't believe in the wahi, in the revelation that came to the Prophet ﷺ. And this is why their iman is invalid. It's not acceptable. So the foundation of iman is wahi. Entire deen is based on wahi. This is why Kitabul Wahi comes first and then comes Kitabul Iman. Now what is mentioned in Kitabul Iman? First of all, Imam Bukhari writes, Babu Qawlin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallama Buniyal Islamu ala khamsin. Bab. What does Bab mean? Chapter. And why is the word Bab used for a chapter? If you think about it, Bab is a door. Isn't it so? It's the opening into a section 
of a building. Like for example, as you come into this classroom, there is a door. That door, as you open it, you enter into a section of the building. So the entire building is like the book, the kitab. And that kitab is further divided into several sections, into several portions. So each portion, each section is what? Bab. Qawli Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa which statement? Buni al-Islamu ala khamsin, that Islam is based on five principles. Over here, Imam Bukhari is just mentioning part of the hadith to refer to the entire hadith, because eventually he will mention this hadith. But with regards to Iman, before mentioning the actual hadith, he mentions several matters about Iman, several important things that we must know about Iman. Before we study the ahadith, Imam Bukhari mentions certain things that a person must understand about Iman. And first of all, what does he say about Iman? That وَهُوَ قَوْلٌ وَفِعْلٌ That Iman, huwa it, meaning Iman is قَوْل, its statement, as well as action. Meaning Iman is not just the affirmation of the heart, but Iman is also one's statements as well as his actions. Because Iman, what is it like? It's like a seed that has been planted. And once a seed has been planted, then what will happen? A plant will grow out of it. It's not possible that you put a seed in the ground and you take care of it and nothing grows out of it. No, something or the other will come out of it. Whether it's big or small, that doesn't matter. But something or the other will come out. Such is the case with Iman as well. Iman is like a seed in the heart. But when it's in the heart, a person believes it will definitely come out in the form of his words as well as his actions. And the more a person takes care of his plant, of his seed, of his plant, the better the plant will be. Similarly, the more a person takes care of his iman, his words and his actions will also be very good. And this is why the second thing that he mentions about iman is that وَيَزِيدُ وَيَنْقُصُ It increases and it also decreases. Iman increases and it decreases. Why? Because iman is qawl and fi'l. It's rooted in the heart. Just think about the plant. If you take care of the plant, you nourish it, you take care of it, what's going to happen? It's going to grow. But if you neglect it, what's going to happen? It's not going to grow that well. So just as a plant has to be taken care of, iman also has to be taken care of. It will grow and it will also reduce. And if you think about it, the example of iman that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives in the Qur'an is the ayat nur where we learn in Surah An-Nur that Allah nurus samawati wal ard mathal nurihi kamishkatin fiha misbah al-misbahu fi zujaja az-zujaja ka'annaha kawkabun durriyun yuqadu min shajaratin mubarakatin zaytuna la sharqiya wa la so all of these things what are they telling us about the brightness of that light if you take care of that light it will glow it will be bright it will last very long but if you don't take care of that flame, if you don't put the best oil, if you don't protect it with a glass covering, then what's going to happen? That light is going to be limited. It's going to be very dim. It's going to be very low. And it's quite possible that it will eventually extinguish. And such is Iman. It increases and it also decreases. What increases Iman? Bitta'a, actions, obedience, the Qur'an. So basically we see good deeds, they increase a person's iman. And what decreases a person's iman? Sins, disobedience. Now remember that iman, it is composed of four things. Iman is composed of four things. First of all, 
Aqidatul Qalb. Aqidatul Qalb meaning the belief of the heart. The belief that a person has in his heart. Secondly, Amalul Qalb. The action of the heart. That is also a part of Iman. The action of the heart. Thirdly, Qawlul Lisan. The utterances of the tongue. Meaning what a person says. His words. And fourthly, Amalul Jawarih. The actions of the limbs. All of these four things together make Iman. If you look at Aqidatul Qalb, the belief that is in the heart. How do we know that this is a part of Iman? The Prophet ﷺ said, Al-Imanu an tu'mina billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wal yawmil akhiri wal qadr khayrihi wa sharrihi. All of these beliefs, where are they? In the heart. The Prophet ﷺ said, Al-Imanu an tu'mina billah. And all of this is where? It's centered in the heart. So Iman includes first of all, Aqidatul Qalb. Secondly, Amalul Qalb, the action of the heart. The Prophet ﷺ said, Al Hayau min al Iman. Haya is of Iman. It's a part of Iman. So where is Haya? Where is shyness? It's in the heart. Isn't it so? Similarly, we see that all the actions of the heart are fear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fala takhafuhum wa khafuni in kuntum. Mu'mineen, if you have iman, then have fear of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So having fear of Allah is a part of iman. Where is fear? In the heart. Surah Ali Imran, ayah 175. Similarly, we see that there are many ahadiths which tell us that none of you can truly be a believer until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Where is love? In the heart. Until the Prophet ﷺ is the most beloved human being. Where is that love? It's in the heart. So, Iman includes Amalul Qalb. Thirdly, Qawlul Lisan, the utterances of the tongue. The Prophet ﷺ said, this is a hadith which is reported by Muslim as well as Bukhari, that Al-Imanu Bid'un wa Sab'un Shu'bah. That Iman has 70 plus branches. Aw Bid'un wa Sittun Shu'bah, or 60 plus branches. فَأَفْضَلُهَا قَوْلُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And the most excellent of it, the greatest of it, is to say, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ This is speech, it's words. Saying لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ is what? A part of Iman, قَوْلُ lisan. Fourthly, عَمَلُ الْجَوَارِحِ The actions of the limbs. What's the evidence that this is also part of Iman? In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 143, we learn, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُضِيعَ إِيمَانَكُمْ And Allah would never waste your Iman. And remember the context of this verse? What does Iman refer to? Salah. So Salah has been called Iman. Salah has been called Iman, which shows that the actions that a person does, that is also what? A part of Iman. And in the hadith that I mentioned earlier, that Iman has 60 some or 70 some parts, if you read that hadith, it also says that the least of it is to remove something harmful from the way. So removing something harmful from the way, this is what? An action. So that action is also a part of Iman. So we see that Iman includes all these four things. What are they? Aqidatul Qalb, Amalul Qalb, Qawlul Lisan, and Amalul Jawarih. Now all these four things, what do they do? They complete and perfect one's Iman. They complete and perfect one's Iman. 
And as we learned earlier that iman increases and decreases. So the more action a person will do, the more good words a person will say, the higher his iman will be. And the lesser, the lower, the lower his iman will be. Do you see the correlation now? But there are some people who say that iman is only aqidah. I want you to know the other side as well so that you fully understand this concept. They say that iman is only aqidah. That iman is only ma'rifah, recognition. Recognition of who? Of whatever a person has to believe in, like for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And basically a person just only needs to have iman in his heart. And qawl and amal have nothing to do with one's iman. Qawl and amal, words and actions, have nothing to do with a person's iman. And this is the belief of the murji'ah. Murji'ah, from this comes the irtiqad of irja, hope. That people hope that, you know, if a person has iman, whether his actions or his words conflict, it doesn't matter, he will still go to paradise unpunished. So they say that iman is like water that is poured on sand, so it just stays there. It will not increase, it will not decrease. And what it means is that a person does not need to do anything. He does not need to say anything. He doesn't need to prove anything. No, he just has to have faith in his heart and he will be fine. Is there a problem with this belief? What's the problem? Does this belief give importance to sunnah? Does this belief give importance to fastabiqul khayrat? No. So the value, the importance of good deeds is undermined because of this. The sunnah is not given due importance. And if a person does good deeds or evil deeds, both are considered equal. It doesn't matter whether a person is very righteous or a person is sinful. It doesn't matter to them. Because I say both are believers, both are at the same level. But can they be at the same level? No. One is a person who prays regularly, properly. He makes dua, he cries before Allah. He is concerned about his akhlaq, about his deeds. And another is a person who does not care whatsoever. Can they both be equal? They cannot be equal. But they say no, both are equal. It doesn't matter. Your words and statements don't matter. There is another group of people who have gone to another extreme and they say that Iman includes all of these four components that I told you about. However, all of these four components are a condition for the validity, for the correctness of Iman. Which means that even if one is less or not there, then a person is not a believer anymore. And they're so strict about this that they say that even if a person commits a major sin, like for example, a person is a believer and he commits theft, he becomes a kafir. That they say that either there is iman or there is no iman. Either you are a perfect believer or you are a disbeliever. Which is why there have been people in the past who are known as the khawarij who said that even the sahaba committed kufr billah. Who said that if a person commits a major sin, he has become a murtad. You have to fight against him. The scholars, what do they say? The scholars say that iman includes all these four components. However, these four components are what? They complete and perfect one's iman. The more a person does it, the higher his iman will be. The less a person does them, the less his iman will be. So we see that what Imam Bukhari has mentioned over here, that وَهُوَ قَوْلٌ وَفِعْلٌ وَيَزِيدُ وَيَنْقُصُ Both of these are linked with one another. If you believe that iman is qawl and fi'l, then definitely iman will yazidu wa yanqusu. But if you say that no, iman is not qawl and fi'l, it's only aqidah, then obviously you know, iman will not increase, it will not decrease, it will just remain stagnant. 
And others say that either there will be iman or there will be no iman. Having iman is the key to paradise. And if a person has iman, eventually he will be taken out of hellfire. But what do we learn? A person, even though he has iman, if he commits a sin, will he not be held accountable? He will be held accountable. But they say that no, there is hope. Irja, there is hope that a person will enter Jannah unpunished. That he doesn't need to worry about his sins. He's okay as he is. It contradicts the Qur'an so clearly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in so many places, الَّذِينَ amanu wa amilu salihat Iman and amal salih both come together. Now, over here, Imam Bukhari says, وَيَزِيدُ وَيَنْقُصُ Iman increases and decreases. Now, the level of Iman with respect to aqidatul qalb, with respect to aqidatul qalb, does that increase, does that decrease? How? You have a belief in the heart, okay? Will that belief increase, decrease? That when a person learns about something, then what happens? The doubt is removed. Or he already had iman, but when he learns about something, he develops yaqeen. That the more a person gets to know his Lord, the more he has ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his names, his attributes, his kalam, then what happens? He increases in his iman. This is just like if you have been informed about something by a person. One person comes and tells you about something. Okay, you believe them. Another person comes and tells you about the same thing. Is your belief stronger? It's stronger. And then you go and see it for yourself. Is your belief even stronger? It is of various levels then. So we see that even when it comes to aqidatul qalb, people are of various levels. Some people's belief is very high and others' belief is very low. So iman increases and decreases with regards to aqidatul qalb. Similarly, we see that Ibrahim salam. what did he say? Rabbi arini kaifa tuhil mauta. Arini, show me, I want to see. Allah asked him, Awalam tu'min. He said, Bala, walakin liyatuma inna qalbi. He already had iman, but he wanted that iman to become stronger. He wanted to have tuma'nina. So iman is of various levels when it comes to aqidatul qalb. Similarly, we see that a person could be sitting in a gathering of knowledge, learning about the deen. At that time, his iman is very strong, very high. But at another point, he is sitting at home by himself, eating his dinner. At that time, his iman is not of the same level. So iman increases and decreases. Now iman with regards to amalul qalb, is it of various levels as well? Yes. At certain times, you have a lot of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at other times, you don't. At some points you have a lot of tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and other occasions you don't. There's one person who at the time of fear he has trust on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's very calm, he's very patient, but the same person at another occasion breaks down. Now if he breaks down, if he's crying, doesn't mean he doesn't have iman? No, it says that the iman has become a little less. It's become a little weak. So iman increases and decreases with respect to amalul qalb. Similarly, qawlul lisan. Iman with regards to qawlul lisan. Does it increase, decrease? Yes, it does. One person is he who says, La ilaha illallah a few times. Or subhanallahi wa bihamdihi a few times. And there is another person who says, subhanallahi wa bihamdihi a hundred times. Is there a difference in their iman? Yes, there is. One is a person who reads Quran occasionally. Another person is he who reads Quran every day. There is a huge difference. One person is he who says their morning and evening adhkar. Another person is he who does not say them as regularly. Is there a difference in iman? Yes, a huge difference. You may have noticed that when you read Qur'an, 
your iman increases. And when you're distant from the Qur'an, your iman decreases. So with qawlu lisan also, your iman will increase and it will also decrease. With respect to amalu jawarih, is it of various levels? Yes, it is. More action, more iman. Less action, less iman. There is a person who gives only one dirham in charity, one dollar in charity. And there is another person who gives two dollars in charity. Is there a difference? Yes. Similarly, there is one who prays sunnah and nafil. Another who does not pray sunnah and nafil. Is there a difference? Yes. At one point you say your sunnah. At another point you don't say your sunnah. Is there a difference? Yes. More action, more iman. Less action, less iman. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, with regards to women, that مَا رَأَيْتُ مِنَّا قِصَاتِ عَقْلٍ وَدِينٍ that I have not seen anyone more deficient in intelligence and religion than you. And he was referring to a group of women over there. And he said that, أَذْهَبَ لِلُبِّ الرَّجُلِ الْحَازِمِ مِنْ إِحْدَى But it's surprising that a cautious, sensible man could be led astray by some of you. That it's amazing that women generally compared to men, they're not as intelligent. I mean, this is quite obvious when you see more engineers and doctors compared to women, right? More computer scientists compared to women. But still, it's amazing that a woman can make a man go crazy. He can make him change his mind. So women have this ability and we should use this ability in the right way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you so much you know, cleverness and sharpness that you can make another person change their mind completely. So use his aql in the right way. So anyway, so a woman questioned the Prophet ﷺ that what is meant by the deficiency in her religion? And the Prophet ﷺ said that, she avoids praying in her menses. And that's for such a long period of her lifetime. A third of her life, half of her life, she's not praying. So she's not praying as a result. Less iman. Less amal, less iman. We see women convincing men that uh, how Fir'aun, he wanted to kill Musa but Asiya convinced him. That no, don't kill him. Perhaps we can adopt him as our child. Look at him, he's so cute. So... That melted his heart. So anyway, this proves that the reason why I mentioned this hadith is that more action, more iman, less action, less iman. So what is the deficiency in deen of a woman? The fact that she does not pray as often as men. Imam Bukhari said that I came across over 1,000 scholars and I did not find any of them differing with the fact that iman is comprised of statements and actions and it increases and decreases. So the majority of the scholars... Their belief is what? That iman is qawlun wa fi'lun wa yazidu wa yanqusu. Imam al-Shafi'i said that iman is speech and action. It increases and decreases. And another narration he added that it increases with obedience to Allah and decreases with disobedience. Yazidu bil ta'ah wa yanqusu bil ma'asiyah. Yazidu bil ta'ah wa yanqusu bil ma'asiyah. So if we want to increase our iman, what do we need to do? More aqidatul qalb as well, right? More amalul qalb as well. More qawlul lisan as well. More amalul jawarih as well. So whenever you feel a low in your iman, work on these things. They will definitely increase your iman. Because we are human beings. And the state of our heart is constantly changing. This is why we pray, Ya muqallib al-qulub sabbit qalbi ala deenik, ala ta'atik. Because the heart is constantly changing. So, these actions, these words, they increase the iman and other actions, other words, they decrease the iman. Now Imam Bukhari says, قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِيَزْدَادُوا إِمَانًا مَعَ إِمَانِهِمْ 
Surah Fath, ayah 4, so that they may increase in faith along with their present faith. Now over here, Imam Bukhari mentions several verses from the Qur'an. And all of these verses, they prove that iman does not always remain the same. Rather, it increases and it also decreases. So this is one point that he's proving by these verses. What? That the level of iman does not always remain the same. It increases and it decreases. And secondly, he's proving that iman is related with guidance. The more guidance a person receives, the more he increases in his iman, in his qawl, in his fi'l. And the less he is in receipt of guidance, the less he will be in his iman, his qawl, his fi'l. So let's look at these verses. لِيَزْدَادُوا إِيمَانًا مَعَ إِيمَانِهِمْ So that they may increase in iman with their iman. Meaning the present iman they have, they will have more iman on top of that. So the level of iman will go higher. Similarly in Surah Al-Kahf, Ayah 13, وَزِدْنَاهُمْ هُدَى We increase them in guidance, meaning in right action, in right words. So right actions, right words, they are a result of what? Iman, guidance. There's a deep correlation between all of them. In Surah Maryam, Ayah 76, وَيَزِيدُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ اهْتَدَوْا هُدَى Those people who are rightly guided, Allah increases them in guidance. In Surah Muhammad, Ayah 17, وَالَّذِينَ اهْتَدَوْا زَادَهُمْ هُدَى وَآتَاهُمْ تَقْوَاهُمْ Those people who are rightly guided, Allah increases them in guidance and He gives them their taqwa, their righteousness. So righteousness, action, it comes from what? Increase in guidance. Iman. In Surah Al-Muddathir, Ayah 31, وَيَزْدَادَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِيمَانًا And He may increase those who believe in Iman. وَقَوْلُهُ أَيُّكُمْ زَادَتْهُ هَذِهِ إِيمَانًا the hypocrite said this, that which of you has increased this in iman? فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فَزَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا As for those who believe, the verses have definitely increased them in iman. Surah Tawbah, Ayah 124. وَقَوْلُهُ جَلَّ ذِكْرُهُ And his statement, whose statement? جَلَّ ذِكْرُهُ Exalted is his mention. Meaning, the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which statement? فَخْشَوْهُمْ فَزَادَهُمْ إِيمَانًا When the people said to the Sahaba that fear the enemy, and what happened? It increased them in Iman. وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى وَمَا زَادَهُمْ إِلَّا إِيمَانًا وَتَسْلِيمًا It does not increase them except in iman or in submission. So all of these verses, they prove that iman increases and decreases. And that iman is directly related with guidance. The more guidance a person has, the more, the better his words and his actions will be. The more righteous he will be, the more obedient he will be, the more submissive he will be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now Imam Bukhari mentions another point, which is, وَالْحُبُّ فِي اللَّهِ And love for the sake of Allah. وَالْبُغْضُ فِي اللَّهِ And hate for the sake of Allah. مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ are also a part of Iman. وَالْحُبُّ فِي اللَّهِ وَالْبُغْضُ فِي اللَّهِ مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ This is actually a part of a hadith. And if you think about it, Imam Bukhari does not mention the chain over here or the entire text of the hadith over here. Why? Because this hadith is well known. There are so many other narrations, there are so many other versions that prove that this is actually an authentic narration. So Imam Bukhari does not find the need to write the entire chain over here because he's just proving a point here. And this hadith, where is it recorded? It's recorded in Abu Dawood. And there are many other versions of this hadith as well. Like for example, whoever loves for the sake of Allah and hates for the sake of Allah, gives for the sake of Allah and refrains for the sake of Allah, then that person has completed his iman. Another version says, and advised in the way of Allah. Advised in the way of Allah. In another narration it is said, and his tongue is busy with the remembrance of Allah. 
In another narration it says, the servant will not attain true iman until he loves for Allah and hates for Allah. So all of these versions and this version as well, what does it show? That iman comprises of words and actions, actions of the heart. Because loving and hating, where is that? In the heart. And in the other versions that I mentioned to you, which say for example, the tongue is busy with the remembrance of Allah or advises in the way of Allah, that is what? Qawlul lisan. That is also a part of iman. So why does Imam Bukhari mention this over here? To prove that iman has many components. Words as well as actions. And another thing that we learn from this is that these words and these actions, they complete and perfect one's iman, which shows that iman is of various levels. Because what does the hadith say? فَقَدْ اسْتَكْمَلَ الْإِيمَانِ He has perfected his iman. So there are various levels of iman. There are some believers who reach that level of perfection and others who don't reach that level of perfection. There is a person who reaches that level of perfection at one point, but then he falls. And then he goes back up there again. And then he falls. So iman increases and decreases. And then he says, وَكَتَبَ And he wrote. Who wrote? Umar ibn Abdul Aziz. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz. Who is he? He was a Khalifa. Not the fifth one. The fifth of the rightly guided. Because many scholars, they consider him to be of the Khulafa al-Rashidin. The rightly guided caliphs, the first four, and then Umar ibn Abdul Aziz as well. So Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, he wrote, meaning he wrote a letter. To who? Ila Adi ibn Adi. To Adi ibn Adi. So Imam Bukhari is quoting a part of the letter over here. An extract from that letter. And what is that extract? That inna lil-imani fara'idah wa shara'i'ah wa hududan wa sunana. Inna lil-iman. Indeed, iman has what? Fara'id. Obligations. Fara'id. Fadidah. Right? Fard. An obligation. Must do's. Actions that are a must. Wa shara'i'ah. Shara'i'ah. Meaning doctrines, certain beliefs, or certain practices. Wahududan, and boundaries, meaning certain things that are forbidden. Wasunanan, and preferred ways, meaning actions that are recommended. So notice, Umar ibn Abdul Aziz says, Iman includes, Iman has many components. Fara'id, shara'ir, hudud, sunan. Famanistakmalaha, so whoever perfected them, إِسْتَكْمَلَ iman, Then he has perfected his iman. Whoever perfects the fara'id, the shara'ir, the hudud, sunan, then in fact he has perfected his iman. وَمَنْ لَمْ يَسْتَكْمِلْهَا لَمْ يَسْتَكْمِلِ الْإِيمَانِ And whoever does not perfect them, then he has not perfected iman. فَإِنْ أَعِشْ So if I live, أَعِشْ عِيشَ Life أَعِشْ فِعْلْ مُضَارِعْ That if I live, فَسَأُبَيِّنُهَا Then soon I will clarify them لَكُمْ for you. If I live, then I will explain them to you. Explain what to you? The shara'ir, the sunan, the hudud. حَتَّى تَعْمَلُوا بِهَا Until you act upon them. So if I live, I will explain them to you until you can act on them. وَإِنْ أَمُتْ And if I die, فَمَا أَنَا So I am not عَلَى صُحْبَتِكُمْ on your companionship, biharis at all greedy. Meaning, I'm not greedy to live amongst you. I'd rather die. Why do you think he said that? At the time of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, there was a lot of fitna. And remember that, at times of fitna, 
a person should be concerned about his iman. And because of that, we learned that it's also permissible to even pray for death. So what he's saying over here is that if I die, I don't mind. I don't mind. I'd rather meet my Lord. I'd rather be in al-akhirah as opposed to this dunya, which is a constant test, a constant trial. So فَمَا أَنَا عَلَى صُحْبَتِكُمْ Now Imam Bukhari, why does he quote this over here? He's quoting this over here to prove that iman has many components. Iman includes beliefs and it also includes actions. And it also includes statements. And all of them together perfect one's iman. For example, fara'id. These are things that you have to do. Shara'ir. These are things that you have to believe in. And also practice. Hudud. Things that you have to avoid. Doing action, right? And then sunanan. Preferred ways. Meaning actions that you have to do that you are encouraged to perform. So what does it show? That iman includes many things. Actions and words. It's not just about the aqidah. It's not just about the belief in the heart. It's not limited to that alone. And Umar ibn Abdul Aziz said that whoever istakmalaha istakmal al-iman. So it shows that all of these things, they perfect one's iman, meaning there are different levels of iman. Iman increases and it also decreases. And then Imam Bukhari, he mentions, وَقَالَ Ibrahim And Ibrahim salam said, what did he say? وَلَكِنْ لِيَطْمَئِنَّ قَلْبِي وَلَكِنْ بَدْ لِيَطْمَئِنَّ So that it becomes content and satisfied what? قَلْبِي my heart. When he requested that he should be shown as to how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring the dead to life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him, do you not believe? He said, no, I do. I just want to satisfy my heart. So what does this show? That iman has different levels and certain things, they lead one to yaqeen. They lead one to yaqeen. He already had iman, but he wanted to have yaqeen. He wished for his iman to increase. وَقَالَ مُعَاذٌ And Mu'adh said, Mu'adh over here refers to Mu'adh ibn Jabal. So Mu'adh ibn Jabal, he said, Ijlis bina nu'min sa'ah. Ijlis, sit bina with us. Nu'min, we will believe sa'atan for an hour. Meaning come sit with us, let us believe for an hour. What does it mean? Does it mean that he was not a believer otherwise and he wished to only believe for that time? No. He would say this to someone to invite them to do something with him that was righteous, that was good. So for example, when they would sit together, they would busy themselves in the worship of Allah, in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They had iman. But what is he calling iman over here? Righteous action, righteous words. Why is Imam Bukhari mentioning this over here? To prove that iman includes words as well as actions. And this was the understanding of the Sahaba as well. This was the understanding of the Tabi'een as well. Of the later generations as well. So, اِجْلِسْ بِنَا نُؤْمِنْ سَعَى And then Imam Bukhari says, وَقَالَ ابْنُ مَسْعُودٍ And Ibn Mas'ud said, الْيَقِينُ الْإِيمَانُ كُلُّهُ That certainty is complete iman. الْيَقِينُ الْإِيمَانُ كُلُّهُ Yaqeen is complete iman. Meaning when a person has yaqeen, then his iman is complete. So, what does this prove? That iman is of various levels as well. Some people, they perfect their iman. At certain points, a person perfects his iman. And at other times, the level of iman is lesser. And we learned that it is recorded that Ibn Mas'ud, he used to say that, Oh Allah, increase us in iman, in certainty, and also in understanding. Allahumma zidna imanan wa yaqeenan wa fiqhan. Allahumma zidna imanan 
وَيَقِينًا وَفِقْهًا So, زِدْنَا increase us. So, الْيَقِينُ الْإِيمَانُ كُلُّهُ وَقَالَ إِبْنُ عُمَرَ And Ibn Umar رضي الله عنه said, لَا يَبْلُغُ الْعَبْدُ حَقِيقَةَ التَّقْوَى لَا يَبْلُغُ He does not reach, he does not attain. Who? الْعَبْدُ The servant. The servant cannot reach what? حَقِيقَةَ The reality of what? التَّقْوَى التَّقْوَى How do you understand taqwa? Being conscious of Allah, being fearful of Allah, being aware of one's actions, being careful about his actions. So a person cannot reach that level hatta yada' until he leaves. Yada' da' to leave. Ma haka that which pricks fil sadr in the chest, in the heart. A person cannot reach the reality of taqwa until he leaves all which pricks in his heart. Haka literally means to knit, to weave. When you're knitting, when you're weaving, what are you using? Needles. And as you continue, what do you have to? You know, prick it into the garment or, or whatever that you're doing. So, haka, it pricks, it pokes. So anything that disturbs you in your heart, meaning that creates doubt, you leave that. When you will leave that, then you will reach the reality of taqwa, meaning the highest level of taqwa. And this includes getting rid of all doubts as well as getting rid of all doubtful matters. That a person finds something doubtful. For example, he does something, he says something, and later on he's wondering, did I say right? Did I say wrong? Did I do right? Did I do wrong? So a person learns from that and then he never repeats that word again. He never repeats that action again. So he's leaving what was doubtful, what pricked his heart. So when a person does that, he will reach... What? The reality of taqwa. What does the statement show? That some people reach the reality of taqwa and some do not. Meaning people differ with regards to their righteousness. People differ with regards to their taqwa. People differ with regards to their iman. Yazidu wa yanqusu. And then Imam Bukhari says, وَقَالَ mujahidun." And Mujahid said, What did he say? شَرَعَ lakum With regards to the ayah, شَرَعَ lakum, which is in Surah Al-Shura, ayah 13. He said, Shara'a means awsaynaka, that we have commanded you, Ya Muhammad, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa iyyahu, and also him. Him, in the context, refers to Nuh alayhi salam. That we have commanded you and him, meaning Nuh alayhi salam, deenan wahidan, one religion. Why does Imam Bukhari mention this over here? All of the Prophets, all the way up to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they brought iman. They told the people to have iman. Isn't it so? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says over here, شَرَعَ لَكُمْ Meaning He has ordained the same religion. And religion means action. So iman means action. Iman is not just about having faith in the heart. It's about action as well. Because look at this verse, شَرَعَ لَكُمْ And Mujahid explains this as deen and wahid and deen. Our religion is not just about belief. It's about so many actions, so many rituals, so many practices. All of them are a part of iman. وَقَالَ ابْنُ عَبَّاسٍ And Ibn Abbas said, شِرْعَةً وَمِنْهَاجَ With regards to the ayah, which is in Ma'idah, ayah 48, that شِرْعَةً وَمِنْهَاجَ شِرْعَةً What does شِرْعَةً mean? Sharia, law. Minhaja, method. So the law and method, how did he describe it? Shira means sabilan, way. And minhajan means sunnah, practice. So what does it show? That the deen, iman, includes Practices includes actions. It includes rituals. We learn in Surah Al-Bayyina, Ayah 5, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ وَيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَيُؤْتُ الزَّكَاةَ All of these actions are mentioned. وَذَلِكَ دِينُ الْقَيِّمَةِ That is the correct religion. So religion, deen, it includes action. And deen is about iman. So iman includes action. So you understand this entire preface over here that Imam Bukhari writes to the Kitab al-Iman? That the end of Surah Al-Baqarah, that Amal Rasulu Bima Unsila Ilehi, the Rabbihi wal Mu'minun, and then at the end what is mentioned? Waqalu Samirna wa atarna. Iman requires ita'ah as well. And we see that in so many places in the Quran, Iman is mentioned and some actions are mentioned. And inshallah we will learn about that in this chapter. Now, let's move on to the actual ahadith. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Babu du'a'ukum imanukum. Bab chapter, du'a'ukum, your supplication, is imanukum, your belief. There's a difference of opinion with regards to the word bab over here. In some versions, the word bab is present, and in other versions, the word bab is not present. Some say that du'a'ukum imanukum is actually a continuation of the statement of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, he said with regards to the ayah, لِكُلِّنْ جَعَلْنَا مِنْكُمْ شِرْعَةً وَمِنْهَاجًا meaning سَبِيلًا وَسُنَّةً And he also said du'a'ukum imanukum. He also said that your du'a is your iman. What does it mean by this, that your dua, your supplication is your iman? This is the explanation that Ibn Abbas who gave regarding the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Furqan, Ayah 77, that, قُلْ مَا يَعْبَأُ بِكُمْ رَبِّي لَوْلَا دُعَاءُكُمْ Say, what would my Lord care for you if not for your dua? So he explained with regard to this ayah that dua over here means iman. That if you did not have iman, your Lord would not care for you. Lawla du'a'ukum. He cares for you because you have iman. Iman is called du'a over here. Now what is du'a? It's an action. Qawlul lisan. But what is it called over here? Iman. So you understand? That du'a, qawlul lisan is a part of iman. So that is what Imam Bukhari is proving over here with the statement of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. And in some versions, which is a version that we also have, the word bab is present. Babu, du'a'ukum, imanukum. But in this case, there is no apparent relationship between this heading and the hadith that follows after. And the stronger opinion seems that bab should not be here. Why? Because Imam Bukhari already gave the chapter heading earlier. وَقَوْلُ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ بُنِيَ الْإِسْلَامُ عَلَىٰ خَمْسٍ so he mentions a few ayat, certain principles, and then he mentions the hadith. Do you understand? And du'a'ukum imanukum is just another point that he is mentioning over here to prove that iman includes words as well as actions. So anyway, what is a hadith? Haddathana Ubaidullah ibn Musa. Ubaidullah ibn Musa narrated to us. Qala, he said, Akhbarana Hanzala ibn Abi Sufyana. Hanzala ibn Abi Sufyan informed us. From who? An Ikrimata ibn Khalidin. From Ikrima ibn Khalid. An ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma. From ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma. Who is the Sahabi over here? Abdullah ibn Umar. Question. Why is it said radiallahu anhuma? May Allah be pleased with both of them. It's referring to both Abdullah as well as Umar. 
Abdullah radiallahu anhu, the son of Umar radiallahu anhu. Because Abdullah ibn Umar. So both their names are mentioned. So this is why we say radiallahu anhuma. Qala, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Buniya al-Islamu ala khamsin. Buniya. It was founded. Bina. Construction. Building. So Buniya. It was constructed. It was founded. Al-Islamu Islam. Ala khamsin upon five. Meaning Islam is founded, is based on five principles, on five things. What are they? Shahadati Allah ilaha illallah. Shahada. Testifying. Bearing witness. Allah ilaha, that there is no God, illallah, except Allah. Wa anna muhammadan, and that indeed Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Rasulullah is a messenger of Allah. Wa iqami salati, and establishing the salah. Wa ita is zakati, and giving the zakah. Wa hajji, and the hajj. Wa sawmi ramadan, and fasting in the month of Ramadan. Repeat after me. حدثنا عبيد الله بن موسى قال أخبرنا حنظلة بن أبي سفيان عن عكرمة بن خالد عن عكرمة بن خالد عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بني الإسلام على خمس شهادة أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة حدثنا عبيد الله بن موسى قال أخبرنا حنظلة بن أبي سفيان عن عكرمة بن خالد عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بني الإسلام على خمس شهادة أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة in this hadith, we learn that the Prophet ﷺ tells us about the foundation of Islam, Buniya. Buniya, as I mentioned to you, is from Bunyan, Bina. And Bina is a building. And over here it's referring to the foundation of the building, the foundation, the roots. If you think about it, any building, any structure, it has a basis, it has a foundation. If the foundation is not there, the building cannot stand. If the foundation is not there, the building cannot stand. So the structure of Islam, of a person, it is based on these five matters, on these five things. Meaning these five things a person must do in order to be a Muslim. So that his iman is acceptable. So that his iman is valid. He must perform these five things. And what are they? First of all, Shahada Allah ilaha illallah. Bearing witness that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi is the messenger of Allah. Shahada. Shahada is qawlul lisan or is it amalul jawarih? It is qawlul lisan. 
And where is it rooted? In the heart, aqidatul qalb. So we see over here that aqidatul qalb must come out as qawlul lisan as well. A person cannot just have ma'rifa in his heart. No. He cannot just have aqidah in his heart. No. He must also prove it with his words, by his tongue, by the words that I bear witness, I testify. The greatest testimony, which is that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah, and that Muhammad wasallam is his messenger. The rest of the pillars, what are they? Iqam salah prayer. Ita is zakah, giving the zakah. Wal hajj, wasawmi ramadan. All of these four are what? They are amalul jawari, actions of the limbs. So what does this hadith show to us? This hadith proves that Islam includes iman. Actions and faith go together. Islam, buniyal islamu ala khams. Islam includes iman. What is iman over here? Shahada. And that iman and amal both go together. You cannot leave any one of them. All are essential. Both must be given importance. Where a person is concerned about the faith in his heart, he must also be concerned about his actions and his words. So again, this proves that iman is qawl as well as amal wa yazidu wa yanqusu. Now we see over here that the four pillars that are mentioned after shahada, they are rooted, they are founded on shahada. Isn't it so? Because if a person does not declare that he is a believer, if he does not have iman, is his salah valid? No. Is his hajj valid? No. Is his zakat valid? No. So all of these pillars, of the four pillars, are based on the first one. Which shows that the first pillar is of more importance. It doesn't mean that the rest of the pillars are not important, but it means that the first pillar, shahada, is more important. This is just like in a building. There are several pillars, but one is a central pillar, the main pillar, which if you break, the building cannot stand. Many times it happens that when people are renovating, they want to remove a wall or something, they find out that wall is essential. If they remove that wall, the house will collapse. So they make an arch or something like that to make sure that they have that support, but at the same time, they have the free space. So some pillars can be removed, but other pillars cannot be removed. Some pillars... If they're not there, the building is still standing. It's weak, but it's still standing. But if a certain pillar is removed, the entire building will collapse. Such is a case of shahada. Such is a case of iman. It is the foundation. If it's removed, then a person is not a believer anymore. He is not a Muslim anymore. One more thing that we see in this hadith is that with regards to iman, only the testimony of faith is mentioned. Shahadati Allah ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah. However, we see that Iman includes other things as well. Like for example, Iman in the messengers, Iman in the day of judgment, Iman in Malaika, the books, Qadr, decree. That is not mentioned over here. Does it mean that Iman and all of that is not important? It is important, it's understood. But over here only a part of that is mentioned. And this is a principle that we must understand and be aware of, that by mentioning part, the entire is intended. So by mentioning shahada Allah ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah, what is meant is the entire iman is required. Iman is a pillar of Islam. Iman is a part of Islam. Without iman, a person is not a Muslim. But along with that faith, a person also has to perform certain actions. Babu umur al-iman. 
باب چیپٹر آف واٹ امور المان میٹرز آف ایمان امور از اے پلور آف امر میٹر ٹو دا ڈفرنٹ میٹرز آف ایمان میننگ دا ڈفرنٹ پارٹس آف ایمان ڈفرنٹ ایسپیکٹس آف ایمان وہ قول اللہ تعالی اینڈ دا اسٹیٹمنٹ آف اللہ سبحان تعالی وچ ون لئی سل بر Righteousness is not that you turn your faces toward the east or the west. Remember that this verse was revealed with regards to the change of Qibla. So, righteousness is not just that you face the east or the west in prayer, but rather, وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالْكِتَابِ But true righteousness is in one who believes in Allah, the last day, the angels, the books, and the prophets. So meaning, first of all, he has iman. But is that sufficient? The ayah continues, وَآتَ الْمَالَ عَلَى حُبِّهِ And he gave wealth عَلَى حُبِّهِ For the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or in spite of love for that wealth. So we see that iman is not just about faith, but it requires action. Righteousness is not just about having aqeedah only, but it's also about doing something. So, وَآتَ الْمَالَ عَلَى حُبِّهِ Spending money. On who? ذَوِ الْقُرْبَى ذَوِ الْقُرْبَى Who? Close relatives. وَالْيَتَامَى And the orphans. وَالْمَسَاكِينَ And the needy. وَبْنَ السَّبِيلِ And the traveler. وَالسَّائِلِينَ And those who ask. وَفِي الرِّقَابِ And in freeing slaves. Charity. Another action is mentioned. وَأَقَامُ الصَّلَاةَ And he established the salah. وَآتَ الزَّكَاةَ And he gave the zakah. وَالْمُوفُونَ بِعَهْدِهِمْ إِذَا عَاهَدُوا And those who fulfill their promise, their covenant, their pact, when they make a pact. وَالصَّابِرِينَ فِي الْبَأْسَاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ وَحِينَ الْبَأْسِ And those who are patient at the time of hardship, difficulty, and at the time of war. أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُتَّقُونَ Those are the ones who are truthful and those are the ones who are righteous. This ayah tells us about the various aspects of iman. Iman is faith, complete faith, but it's also action. Which actions are mentioned over here? Charity, salat, patience, and fulfilling promises. So basically we see that iman includes amal, That when a person has iman, he must perform amal. And this amal should also be of various types. It includes rituals. It includes good conduct. It includes honesty. It includes being good with people. And also being good in one's relationship with his Lord. Patience. So iman, the scope of righteousness, the scope of iman is very, very vast. And then he mentions another verse. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ He just mentions one part. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Because it's understood what comes afterwards. Mu'minun are who? الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Mu'minun are not just those who have aqeedah, but they are those who do something. What do they do? Open up Surah Mu'minun. Let's look at the verses. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ خُشُور فِي الصَّلَاةِ Part of iman. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنِ الْلَغْوِ Mu'ridun, leaving love, turning away from love. This is a part of iman. So the more a person avoids love, the higher his iman will be. The more he is involved in love, then how will his iman be? Low. 
If a person avoids love, his iman will be high. If a person indulges in love, his iman will be low. And that is perhaps what will make a person sad and depressed because the level of iman is lower. When people are sad, upset, depressed, what do they do? They watch television. But does that make them happy? It doesn't make them happy. You can watch television for two hours, three hours, four hours. It will not satisfy you. But if you read even one page of Qur'an and you spend 15 minutes, you will be happier. Because it will give you a sense of achievement that you've done something, a sense of accomplishment. Watching television will make you feel guilty only that you've wasted your time. Even if you enjoyed a movie. But you will have this guilt of, where did my two hours go? I could have done this, I could have done that. So, indulgence in love, what will it do? Lower one's iman. Avoidance of love, it will increase one's iman. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ Those who do zakat. And this is referring to purification. Constantly purifying oneself, getting rid of bad habits, doing good things. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حَافِظُونَ حِفْظُ الفروج is a part of iman. It increases one's iman. And not protecting the furuj lowers one's iman. إِلَّا عَلَىٰ أَزْوَاجِهِمْ أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُهُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ غَيْرُ مَلُومِينَ فَمَنِ ابْتَغَى وَرَاءَ ذَلِكَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْعَادُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِأَمَانَاتِهِمْ وَعَهْدِهِمْ رَاعُونَ This is also part of iman. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَىٰ صَلَوَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِظُونَ This is also a part of iman. So we see that iman requires actions. Iman requires amal. Next hadith. حَدَّثَنَا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ بْنِ مُحَمَّدٍ قال حدثنا أبو عامر العقدي قال حدثنا سليمان بن بلال عن عبد الله بن دينار عن أبي صالح عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الإيمان بضع وستون شعبة والحياء شعبة من الإيمان حدثنا هنا يرتتواس هو عبد الله بن محمد In another version it has also been said, Abdullah ibn Muhammadin al-Ju'fi. Al-Ju'fi, this is the same as Imam Bukhari's name. He said that he narrated to us. Who narrated to us? Abu Amir al-Aqdi. Abu Amir, who is al-Aqdi. Who said, Qala, حدثنا Sulaiman ibn Bilalin. Sulaiman ibn Bilal narrated to us. From who? An Abdullah ibn Dinarin. From Abdullah ibn Dinar. And he narrated from who? An Abi Salihin. From Abu Salih. And Abu Salih narrated from who? An Abi Hurayrata. From Abu Hurayrata radiallahu anhu. An al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala he said, Al-Imanu. Iman is. Bid'un. Bid'un is a big piece of something. Literally, a large piece of something. And it means some, a few, several we learn in Surah Yusuf that وَلَبِثَ فِي السِّجْنِ بِضْعَ سِنِينَ بِضْعَ سِنِينَ meaning some years, a few years. And this word, بِضْعُن, it also comes with numbers. And when it comes with certain numbers, then it gives meaning of some. So بِضْعُن وَسِتُونَ and sixty شُعْبَةً branches. So iman is some sixty branches, meaning sixty plus. Do you understand? Sixty plus, sixty some. وَالْحَيَاءُ And حَيَاء is, shyness is, شُعْبَةٌ مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ It is a branch of iman. It is a branch of iman. Now this hadith, Imam Bukhari is recording. And who is the narrator with Sahabi? Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. 
Imam Bukhari records 446 narrations in his Sahih from Abu Hurairah And this is the first of them. 446. What was the actual name of Abu Hurairah anhu? Abdul Rahman. And other scholars say that his name was something else. There is a difference of opinion with regards to his actual name. And there are 20 opinions at least. But what is known for sure is that the Prophet ﷺ gave him the name of Abu Hurairah. So that's the name that he was known by. His actual name is lost. But the name that the Prophet ﷺ gave him, that is what he is known by. Abu Hurairah. So in this hadith, what do we learn? That Iman has some 60 plus branches. In the narration, which is recorded in Sahih Muslim, we learn that Iman has 60 plus or 70 plus branches. And in that hadith is also that the highest and best of which is to declare that there is none worthy of worship except Allah and the lowest of which is to remove something harmful from a path. And I quoted this hadith to you earlier. So there's several versions of this hadith. Now this hadith, what does it show to us? Iman has 60 plus, 70 plus branches. And a branch of Iman is Haya. Now 60 plus, 70 plus, has a number been specified? No. Secondly, the types or the different branches of Iman, have they been specified? No. Both have been left. Why? Why do you think so? Because the scope of righteousness, the scope of Iman is very, very broad. Any action that a person performs with ikhlas for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and secondly, following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu that is a deed for which a person will be rewarded. Remember that there are two types of tawheed. One tawheed is with respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the other is with respect to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Tawheed with respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is known as tawheed al-qast. Qast, qaf, saad, dal. And what does that mean? To intend. So when a person does anything, his intention, his goal is who? To please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And tawheed al-mutaba'a, that when a person is doing anything, The only one whom he follows, the only one whose way he follows is who? Prophet ﷺ. In the worship of Allah, he only follows the way of the Prophet ﷺ. So anyway, when a person fulfills these two conditions in doing anything, that action is righteous. That action is good. That action is a part of iman. And a person will be rewarded for it, inshaAllah. And... When the number has not been specified, but a vague description has been given, 60 plus, 70 plus. This is just like in the hadith that we learn about the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has 99 names, but the names have not been specified. In the hadith, the names have not been specified. And what has been said? Man a'saha dakhal al-jannah. So by this, basically, we are being encouraged. Isn't it so? To take an interest. Because if we were told, okay, these are the names of Allah, then what would people do? They would just memorize them. And they would think that that's it, they have done whatever they had to do, and now they will enter Jannah. The names were not specified. Although we find them in the Quran and Sunnah, but they were not listed. Similarly over here, we see that the branches of Iman, they are not listed. Why? So that we take the initiative. We are interested. We are basically encouraged over here to do as many good deeds as we can. And we see that وَالْحَيَاءُ شُعْبَةٌ مِّنَ الْإِيمَانِ And Haya is a branch of Iman. Haya has been singled out for mention in this narration. Why? For two reasons. First of all, because of encouragement, that we are being encouraged to have Haya. 
And secondly, Haya is singled out for mention over here because it leads to other branches of Iman. It leads to other good deeds. What is Haya? It's a feeling that prevents you from doing something in front of other people. Why? Out of embarrassment or because of respect or because of fear. We're talking about shyness, right? What is shyness? Shyness is that a person does not do something, he leaves something out of fear, out of respect, out of embarrassment. Remember, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَسْتَحْيِي أَنْ يَضْرِبَ مَثَلَمَّا So what does it mean by لَا يَسْتَحْيِي? He does not feel shy, meaning out of shyness he will not leave. He will mention. So haya is such a feeling that out of which a person leaves, he does not do something. A person who has haya, he fears humiliation in the dunya and he also fears humiliation in the hereafter. So when a person will have haya, will he perform righteous deeds? Yes. Will he stay away from bad deeds? Yes. Because he does not want to be embarrassed in this dunya or on the day of judgment. So shyness prevents a person from sin, prevents a person from disobedience. It leads a person to other branches of iman. This is why haya is mentioned over here in particular. From another hadith we learn, Al-haya'u khayrun. Al-haya, shyness is all good because it leads to a lot of good. إِذَا لَمْ تَسْتَحِي فَاصْنَعْ مَا شِئْتَ That when you don't have haya, then do whatever you wish. Meaning when a person does not have haya, then what happens? He ends up doing wrong. He ends up disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because haya leads to other branches of iman. Now one thing that we must understand is that haya is of two types. One haya is that which is praiseworthy. And another haya is that which is blameworthy. Which haya is praiseworthy? Which prevents a person from bad, from sin, from going against the sharia, going against aql, going against what is acceptable. That keeps a person righteous. Because some people in the name of confidence or because they feel that they're very confident and bold, they will go on swearing, they will go on disrespecting other people. And they say that I'm not shy. This boldness is something that is not praiseworthy. So which shyness is praiseworthy? That prevents a person from disobedience. And this haya is known as hayaul imani. Haya which is a part of iman. The other type of haya is such haya that is blameworthy, that is madmuma. And which one is that? That prevents one from doing good. Like for example, a person is too shy to get up and pray. A person is too shy to recite Quran in front of others. A person is too shy to say something good to others. Because sometimes we are asked to say something. And we say, no, no, I'm too shy. I cannot talk on the mic. I cannot talk before others. This is shyness. Is this good shyness? It's bad shyness. The other day I went somewhere and uh, somebody was telling another person about the importance of reading Quran, the importance of memorizing Quran. And the other person requested, can you please read for me? I would love to hear you. They said, no, no, no. So I felt whatever they had told the other person about reading Qur'an, it was washed off. What kind of shyness is this? You have the confidence to tell, to encourage, but you don't have confidence to recite? You should have the confidence to recite. Similarly, shyness that prevents a person from gaining more knowledge, asking a question to clarify his understanding. This shyness is also bad. Because this shyness is actually, you know, such shyness that makes a person a coward. That makes a person afraid. So this is not praiseworthy. So al-haya'u min al-iman. Which haya is this? 
الحیا المانی ڈونٹ سی آئی ایم ٹو شائی ٹو گو اپ ٹو دا مائکروفون اینڈ سی سم تھنگ گڈ اینڈ اٹس اے پارٹ آف ایمان دیٹس بیڈ شائنس اوکے الحیا المانی دس از وٹ از بینگ ریفرنگ ٹو سو الحیا شعبتن من الایمان بائی دا وے وٹ از اٹ مین بائی برانچز آف ایمان دی ایکشنس اور دا ورڈس دیٹ آر اے پارٹ آف ایمان دیٹ ریزلٹ فرام ایمان دیٹ پروو دیٹ شو ونس ایمان So for example, over here we learn Haya is a part of Iman. What else is a part of Iman? Many scholars have actually listed the 60 plus or the 70 plus branches. But they have not been specified over here because of the two conditions that I told you. What else is a part of Iman? Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu kunu ansarullah. Be helpers of Allah. This is also a part of Iman. Sincerity. So ikhlas, that is also part of iman. What's the evidence of that? To say that which is good or remain silent, okay? To be sadiq, what's the evidence? مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رِجَالٌ صَدَقُوا مَا عَاهَدُ اللَّهِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُلُوا حَلَالًا طَيِّبًا From the beauty of a person's Islam is that he leaves what does not concern him, good. None of you will truly believe until you love for your brothers what you love for yourself. فَلْيُكْرِمْ ضَيْفَهُ Hospitality. Whoever believes in Allah in the last day, then he should honor his guest. عَمُلُ الصَّالِحِ What's the evidence of that? إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمُلُ الصَّالِحَاتِ Okay. What else? I want you to open up the mushaf. You're just sitting with closed mushaf and you're just guessing and repeating what i've already said or what somebody else has already said open up your mushaf look for ayat in which iman is mentioned and tell me what is a shurba of iman taqwa good what's the ayah ya ayyuhalladhina amanu ittaqullaha wabtaghu ilayhi alwasila so making dua ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la tattabi'u khutuwat ash-shaytan so avoiding the footsteps of shaytan is shurbatun min al-iman قُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِيكُمْ نَارًا وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So, tawbah. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِصْبِرُوا وَصَابِرُوا وَرَابِطُوا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُوا الرَّسُولَ وَأُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنْكُمْ Good. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَاجَرُوا وَجَاهَدُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أُدْخُلُوا فِي السِّلْمِ كَافَّةٍ لا تحرموا طيبات كونوا قوامين لله شهداء بالقسط لا تاكلوا اموالكم بينكم بالباطل that at the time of facing the enemy or facing your opponents then فذكروا الله كثيرا قولوا قولا سديدا وقل للمؤمنات say to the believing women that if they're believing then what do they have to do يَغْضُضْنَ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ That they should lower their gazes. وَلَا يُبْدِينَ زِينَتَهُنَّ Remembering the blessings of Allah. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ Any ayah of the Qur'an that begins with يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And the command is given whether it is to eat or to not eat or to follow a particular etiquette like for example entering somebody's house in a particular way then all of that is a part of iman. أَوْفُوا بِالْعُقُودِ لَا تَتَّخِذُوا الْكَافِرِينَ أَوْلِيَاءِ فَاكْتُبُوهُ 
writing such things. The last few verses of Surah Al-Furqan that describe who Ibadul Rahman are. Very good, mashallah. Ya ayyuhaladina amanu ijtanibu kathirun min al-dhan. In tansurullaha yansurkum wa yuthabbit aqdamakum. Okay, walladina yu'minuna bima unzila ilayka. I'm glad that you have found many, many shu'ab, min shu'batil iman. So I want you to do your homework, which is list 10 branches of iman. And I want evidences from the Qur'an or Sunnah or both. That's even better. Okay? And it should be clear. Don't just write the verses or the ahadith. Mention what is a branch of iman. For example, patience. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu isbiru. That's the evidence. This way you will also learn how to find evidences from the Qur'an and Sunnah. One more thing that you could do is, if you could do a search on one of these websites, Iman or Ya ayyuhaladina amanu, an entire list will come up of the verses in which Ya ayyuhaladina amanu is mentioned. Or go to openburhan.com and Hamza Mimnoon. So Iman will come up. So all the words will show up over there where Iman is mentioned. This will really open up your mind that Iman includes many different types of actions, many different types of words. Amalul Qalb, the scope of Iman is very, very broad, very vast. And there are certain factors which cause Iman to increase and other factors that cause Iman to decrease. Of the factors that increase Iman are knowledge, okay, but also righteous company. Righteous company increases your iman and bad company decreases your iman. What's the evidence that righteous company increases your iman? The ayah which is in Surah Ali Imran verse number 100 that Ya amanu in tuti'u fariqan min alladina utul kitaba yaruddukum ba'da imanikum kafirin. That if you obey them, they will turn you back to disbelief. You have iman, but if you obey them, your iman will decrease so much that it will be gone. So company affects you. In Ayatul Nur, what do we learn? That flame, where is it? In a glass case. And what does that glass case refer to? It refers to righteous company. Because it further spreads the light, makes the light even brighter. It protects the light. If there is wind, there is movement, the light will be protected because of the case, the glass case. But still, it will not limit the light. It will actually Brighten the light and spread it even more. This is the effect of righteous company. It increases the iman. Also protects it. Iman constantly has to be revived. The fact that iman increases and decreases shows that we should constantly struggle to improve our iman. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu, aminu. Believe. Yes, you have believe. But have iman. Meaning have more iman. Grow your iman. Increase your iman. And this is the reason why so much importance is given to constantly gaining knowledge. So much importance is given to righteous company. So much importance is given to having a constant relationship with the Qur'an. Yes, exactly. That deeds done with consistency, that is also a part of iman. That we see that for children, we are very concerned about their friends, who their friends are, that they should not learn bad words and they should not learn bad behaviors. But with respect to ourselves, we generally don't care. But the fact is that if we are surrounded by bad company, that will also affect children. So we can never reach a level where we can say that, yes, now I am fine. No, 
constantly iman increases decreases and a person must always strive to protect and increase his iman in order to increase the iman you have to be concerned about your iman see the armalul qalb like taqwa like haya all of these are connected with each other and one leads to the other one strengthens the other and with the presence of one comes the other which leads to further strengthening and increasing the iman and if one goes the other also goes remember the hadith that iman and haya go together if one leaves the other also leaves that we see that the seed is one but different branches come out similarly iman is one but different actions sprout out and this is the beauty of our religion because every person's strength is different isn't it every person's strength is different it hasn't been said that only prayer is a branch of iman because one person you know he's very good at reciting quran in salah he can recite a lot of quran in salah and every person must try to do that but another person finds it a little challenging but there are other things also that he can do so this variety what does it show that our deen is very accommodating every person has a chance to excel there isn't just one way there are many branches but the more branches a person has the more full and lush history will be the less he has the smaller history will be lays albir bir is what different different types of good deeds not just one type variety which is why iman is mentioned as well as various types of good deeds are mentioned we see that iman has many many branches and each branch is important each good deed is important if you belittle one it will cause your iman to be less if you ignore one if you leave one if you abandon one it will cause your iman to be less but if you give importance to all to each and every one then your iman will be great like for example many times we give a lot of importance to gaining knowledge a lot of importance to studying and teaching but we don't give enough importance to for example charity or helping other people that is also a part of iman so we see that it doesn't matter what gender a person is of what age a person is of iman and with iman a person can succeed because there are so many branches so many things a person can do wala najzi annahum ahsana ma kanu ya'malun the deeds are of different levels some deeds are ahsan and other deeds are less ahsan one more thing before we continue haya is it something natural can a person have haya without iman i hear yes and i hear no those of you who say yes why there is a a natural level of haya in other people as well the hadith which says that haya and iman go together if one leaves the other leaves that haya is the good haya okay that haya is the good haya the praiseworthy haya the haya for which a person is rewarded now a person may be shy naturally may have haya naturally which is why they don't lie they don't cheat they're good they cover themselves up even though if they don't wear the hijab but still they have this natural shyness but that haya will only be rewarded if there is iman if the intention is right so one haya is that which is natural which is already within a person another haya is that which for example is learned which is developed a person develops that haya but in both cases what is necessary that the intention should be for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it should be according to the deen of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then it will be a part of iman and then it will be rewarded as well let's read this hadith repeat after me haddathana abdullah ibn muhammad قال حدثنا ابو عامر العقدي ابو عامر العقدي ابو 
قال حدثنا سليمان بن بلال عن عبد الله بن دينار عن ابي صالح عن ابي هريره رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الايمان بضع وستون شعبه والحياء شعبه من الايمان everybody can read the first hadith together that you have to memorize just from buni al-islamu ala khamsin Read the next hadith as well. Just the text. Al-Iman al-Bidran. That's easy, isn't it? Again? Al-Iman Again? سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته